shit, I had something I wanted to lead in with, too. Oh, you do? If you have something, go ahead. I, I had something I totally blanked on. I was thinking about it all day. You drew a blank? Oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> and with that, welcome to another episode of Drawing a Blank. So, uh, as you guys have probably noticed, uh, or will notice in about 30 seconds, uh, Shano is off this week. He is on vacation. Um, in other news, also, we have switched up to one day a week. So, if you went to tune in to Friday's show, um, obviously it wasn't there. Because we are now a once-a-week podcast, we will only be airing on Tuesdays. So, But hopefully in doing that, we'll be able to coordinate more interviews, which is something that we had wanted to do from the beginning. So... Oh, what about our Uber driver? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, yeah, maybe he'll listen. We followed each other on Instagram, so that, that would be a that'd be a good cool one. Cool guy, we also, very very cool guy. We also, I'm gonna reach out to to Is Daner eventually too, mm-hmm. and uh, what's it called? Um, that that chick you need to reach out to from the ER. Oh yeah, bag of Dance fingers, friend. girl. Dance friend, she's crazy. Yeah, we got so we got. Cool. She's gotta way too bring, cool. We got to bring her on too. She's not too cool for the show. She's too cool for you. She's not too cool for the show. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Facts. But yeah. So anyway, I totally drew a blank on what I wanted to lead in on the show with. So let's talk about you, Edward. So uh, weird week. Yeah. Weird Edward week. had himself a had himself a good week. Um. So I was around for part kinda, of it. Kinda. It was kind of good. By your, stand, by your standards, you're bad in a thousand. <laughs> by my standards, <laughs> asshole. Asshole. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, this weekend, uh, we, we went out to uh, Phoenixville. I'm still fucking deaf. Yes, dude. I'm, dude, my hearing's been off all week. Or yeah, not we, all week. Like, the past couple of days, it's been really bad. Yeah, dude, we went and saw, uh, fuck, what was it? Nevertheless. Nevertheless. They were really uh, 90s slash early 2000s cover band. Dude, the one thing I have to say about that, though, is, you know, we're freaking like, you know, we're, we're trying to help you out, trying to talk to girls, you know, whatever. Uh, I look over, there's girls like, I love this song. It's so amazing. And it's like freaking Nickelback, like. I threw up in my re- mouth a little bit. You, you remind me. And I'm like, wait. Of all the songs, this one, it's like, dude, they just didn't, but even the band was like, the band hyped that song up so much, they're like, this is our favorite song to play, it's the best song you'll hear all night, we're so excited to play this for you guys, and they had just done a sick cover of Heart Shaped Box, and I'm so excited, yes, I'm so hyped. Yeah, it was so awesome, it was a really good cover. Yeah, so we're all like, fuck yeah, what's coming up next? And then like, the opening riff starts, and we're like, no, it couldn't be, and he goes, Never made it as a blind man. Like, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Dude, yep. oh my god. Yep. And everybody was into it except for the three of us. Yeah. It was it was awkward. It was it was awkward. We're all just like, oh, okay. Girls around us. I love this song. Fuck yeah. We're just like, yeah, this one? Really? Of all yeah. of them? <laughs> this one. <laughs> yeah, no. I uh, is Mm. 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 Oof. Big oof. I was not, I was like, oh, God. Suddenly the girls that I had maybe thought were like kind of attracted, attractive were like. They went, they went down a few points. They went down a few points. For sure. Lost, lost, lost some respect there for a lot of the people in that room. 
Yeah, my wiener went back into its shell. Suck <laughs> <laughs> it back up into itself. <laughs> I can also raise and lower my blood pressure at will. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I'm glad you had a uh, you had a better week though than that. Yeah. So why, don't, why don't you why don't you tell the uh, listeners at home a little bit about uh, how you've been doing? Well, I'm assuming gotta, you don't tell them you're an intern for a free radio show or podcast. Uh, um, <laughs> no, it was weird. Uh, out with a person that was originally a friend. Now I'm not sure where that's going. Yeah. Now it's just kind of weird. You might actually be the only person. And I'm actually going to pay you this compliment, even though it's – I don't know if it's a compliment or, like, a, you really need to get better at sealing the deal because you're the only person I've ever known who's been in the friend zone for two years who made something happen. And I don't know if that's, like, a, wow, you did the unthinkable. You got out of the friend zone. Congratulations. Or if it's a, dude, you really took the most roundabout way to do this ever. Yeah, well, it was like the person wasn't in, like, we were on opposite sides of the country for a while. So, there was yeah, that. Yeah, it tends to make things difficult. Yeah. So, there was, like, that for most of it. Yeah. But, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I know what the ideal is. I really, I still haven't figured it out. It's, like, it's really bizarre. You haven't figured what out? You lagged there. I said, I don't really know what my deal is. I really haven't figured it out yet. Well, I mean, I, I, I could, I, I, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you your deal for a few things real quick in front okay. of America. Do I, do I even want to hear this? <laughs> well, it's funny because your deal has kind of changed over the years, which I find very funny. And I actually think that I probably play a part in developing your new deal. <laughs> the new deal, if you will. <laughs> Yeah, there's the Old Testament of Eddie and the New Testament of Eddie. And so, like, Old Testament Eddie used to just bring up things to girls. Like, you would talk when girls were around, but you would just bring up things that, like, everybody around you would just be like, why? Yeah. Why are we talking about this? Like, we're in the hot tub, and these two, uh, <laughs> these two girls with a, a couple great sets of personalities got into the uh, hot tub with us, you know. Um, and we're talking to him a little bit, and I admit that I kind of, like, separated myself from the conversation pretty quickly. I did. I, I didn't play great wingman. But you did bring up Hannibal. Because you straight up told me, dude, I don't want to do anything with anybody, and I don't want to talk to anybody. You well, told you, me that yeah, going but, into everything. Well, yeah, but at the same time, when Hannibal the TV show comes up and your friend looks like Ted Bundy, like your dad said, <laughs> it's it's a bad time, you know? When you look like a famous serial killer and you're talking to people about, you know, uh, pop culture, like, icon serial killer. Yeah. It's not a, it's, yeah, you know. In hindsight, I do talk too much. Well, no, but that was the other thing. Since I've made fun of you for doing that, now you don't shoot your shot very much. You kind of post up against the wall and try (laughs) to look cool. And it's like, that doesn't do anything for anybody. Yeah. And it's like you make fun of people for doing the white man shuffle, but those guys doing the white man shuffle are getting girls. No, I make fun of you for doing the white man shuffle. But not even make fun of you because it's kind of fun to do. It's just we oh, like, it, oh, it's so much fun. I don't no, really make fun of you for it. No, now that you're in on the white man shuffle, it's awesome because we pretty really, alert. Well, now we just really lean into it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I like it. 
no, I the people that go too hard are the ones that are. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like you got to find the balance because like you can't be like an Uncle Gary who just like fucking is all over the goddamn place, and it's like it, Uncle Gary's a wild card. Dude, you, you can't shoot your shot a hundred times a week. It's like <laughs> at, at a certain point, it's exhausting. Especially turn, when you have a girlfriend. Go turn on goddamn Netflix, you fucking monster. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he hears this one day. Yeah, I hope he does. <laughs> <laughs> Go 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 binge a show, man. Just get out of here. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's ridiculous. It's like, but yeah. So I would say that you know you 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 kind of like it's really just a confidence thing. Like you seem to think that you're not good looking, but like Kyle's objectively good, less good looking than you. No, dude, Kyle's a, Kyle's good looking, dude. Kyle's the man. Listen, I don't want to talk shit about Kyle on the air. Um, you know, because I would say that it's been well documented my thoughts on Kyle. <laughs> you know, uh, there's this little thing called the New Testament that clearly defines the type of treachery that Kyle does against our beloved Savior. And, uh, you know, I don't want to name names or anything, but somebody oh, who died wait, wait, for our sins. Since you're talking about this, my dad this morning brought up the fact he's like, you shouldn't let Carson talk to Kyle like that. And I was like, me and Elizabeth, my sister, started laughing. We're like, Dad, that's been a bit since high school. Like, that's yeah. not a real thing. We're like, actually friends. Did you tell them, like, we're, like, actually friends? <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, they, like, text each other and stuff. Like, they <laughs> I don't understand. I was like, dude, that's it's not a real thing. Like, it's a bit that they do. Yeah, it's like, Kyle's in on it. That's why yeah, Kyle's, Kyle's in on the joke. Yeah, did, did he, did he, was he like, oh, or was he like, I don't believe you? Yeah, he was like, I don't, yeah, what, I don't believe you. He didn't believe me. He's like, yeah, Carson definitely. It's like, dude, we all went out together. How yeah, weird, we all went out, had a great how time. How weird would that be if, like, we fucking went out with Kyle, and I just fucking hated him the whole time? I know. Like, as soon as we all went out, we're having a good time. Like, me and Kyle were just normal and, like, boys. I just do that to be funny. Yeah, no, Kyle, dude. Dude, Kyle, I didn't even. Like, I didn't even get that. I didn't even get that bad around your dad. I didn't think. I just yeah, kept telling dude, Kyle. Kyle dude, Kyle's so fun to go out with. Now he's just hilarious. He's a wild card man. Kyle's a good time, dude. He's fun. He really is, dude. Yeah. Talk but, about a kid that's changed a lot since high school. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, we all have. We all grew up. You know. Well, some of us more than others. Kyle did like a 180, dude. Kyle did a 180. It's funny, like, the people who, like, it's really funny the people who haven't Jay. changed. Jay did a 180. Jay did a 180. I would say you and I, like, grew but didn't do a 180. We grew. Well, I, uh, I moved about, like, three degrees. Yeah, I mean, I would say that I became, like, 1% more self-aware and, like, 2% more mature. I became way lazier. I, I actually developed a little bit more of a work ethic, but it's, I, I never did a day of homework in my life, so, <laughs> in high school. Yeah, I was the opposite, remember? I would do everything the day it was assigned. I, uh, I, 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 I kind of got real lazy. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it, it is pretty interesting to think, like, the way that people have changed, like, you know. Well, it's interesting, too, because now we're at this place, right, where it's like there are a lot of people that we haven't seen since high school. Because we all just graduated college, and a lot of people just stayed in their college towns. Mm. But we all have loans, so pretty much everybody's moved back home. So there's this really weird thing 
Yeah, it's like, weird transitionary period. Where it's like, I'm seeing all these people I haven't seen in years. Yeah. Right? And it's weird to see their growth, right? The funny one was there was this kid I used to go to middle school with who was just sick at basketball. He was like the tallest kid in class. He was fucking like sick at basketball. He was just dicing kids up all day. We're all like, this guy's going to be awesome. And then he's still like five, six. (laughs) (laughs) It's like he just didn't grow and like is like about as athletic as an eighth grader. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's so ridiculous to see. Nice guy. It's just like it's so funny. Like I'm sure it's just it's just so funny. It's like yeah, dude. It's like you were a grown man in middle school. It's like now you're just like the same like pint sized dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's weird. Oh my god. Yeah, but yeah, no, god. dude. I fuck. It's been it's been weird for me. Things have been weird. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know what. A, where what i'm gonna do next because my friend has me doing a job uh on like a like as like a pa this week so that's that's kind of nice paid probably not probably not it's just like something something to start making connections which is nice yeah and something to do yeah Yeah. but no this is a weird transitionary period no but again this is another thing now I'm all ta- I'm talking and I'm meeting like a bunch of different people that I'm like oh like damn like I could actually like maybe maybe see myself dating these this person but like all the like, and everybody's gonna be leaving and going on with their life like we've all everybody's graduated and it's like really weird now. Yeah, man. It, I mean, it, it is it is a really weird spot to be. I was super know? late to the game. Yeah, super late to the game. Well, I mean, it's even a weird spot for me to be in. It's like just because like, I don't know where I'm going to take a job or anything like that. And I'm like in a pretty new relationship. It is an odd, an odd place to be. Yeah. You just kind of got to roll with it and see what happens and, you know, hope yeah. for the best, you know? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's my mindset. Just kind of like go for it. And then like, you know, if shit falls apart, it falls apart. That's life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, might as well see what happens, you know, to, to quote Lou Ashby, life's too fucking boring not to try. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, dude. I fucking can we talk Showtime shows for like a second? Yes, about how they always go on too go long. Go way and too ruin long. Themselves. Dude, it's like they do this thing of they they come up with really interesting concepts. They're always really fun and, and like you know they're they're all kind of the same though. And in, in a, the they're sense all like, like antiheroes and they're all really like nat like they're either like they're really vulgar in some way. Yeah, and they're always somewhere between comma and dramedy. Some more comedies than drama, but they're none of them are really defined by any one genre. Like Weeds is like funny, but also ser- Californication funny, but also serious. Nurse Jackie, I've heard, has like some funny moments. It is no Nurse Jackie. Like again, she's like really sarcastic and funny, and it's like really dark humor. But it's it is. It's like they're all that. Like Dexter is is a. Dexter's more dramatic than the others, yeah. but still kind of like has its moments of being like kind of funny. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. They all have like they're all based around antiheroes. Yeah, shameless, shameless, big one. It's it's weird. They all like another, they're all dark dramedies with starring antiheroes. And it's weird, and right? Like people on the cusp of society. You know what I mean? Like people that like yeah, they're on the they're on like the fringe. <laughs> it's like all taboo subjects. Yeah. 
Dude, it's like it's weird that they all fit that mold and they all run on too long. It's all about drugs, sex, and murder. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. Dude, it's like every single one of them ran on too long. Weeds ran on way too long. I only watched a couple episodes of that. I was not really into it. It's I see. I watched it when we were when we were younger. Yeah. So, so like I so really like liked back it when, when we were... weed was like actually illegal and like oh my god they're stealing drugs. Yeah. So like it was a lot more interesting because of that because now it's like weed is everywhere. So it's yeah, kind of very much like, like oh wow that's really edgy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the mom dealing dime bags. It's like cool man <laughs> oh it's like oh dude now anybody with anxiety is a fucking dealer yeah it's like cool <laughs> yeah, no i'm totally no that's that's why i just like couldn't really watch that uh it doesn't hold it, it really did not hold up well since like marijuana became legal in yeah most but no, like, shows, like, dexter should have ended like around season four or five yeah dexter went on way too long um californication should have ended season four four season four I mean, season four, it's ridiculous because it, it actually had, like, the perfect ending. It wrapped up the whole thing that started in the first episode. And it also, like, if you get all the way done, what is it, season eight? No, how many seasons are there? Seven. Seven. Yeah, you get all the way down to season seven. It doesn't at least do the thing The Office does, where, like, The Office gives you, like, an almost perfect ending. Yeah. Californication, it's like, it, it works as an ending to the series. But everybody that I've watched it with recently, because I just rewatched it for, what, second, third time all the way through, they all kind of agree that it's, like, it kind of feels like there could have been a next season. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, a true series end. It's, like, yes, Hank does do the sweeping, like, you know, like, romantic gesture to Karen. Yeah. But it's, like, we've kind of seen him do that a bunch of times. Yeah. So it's, like, how... For the fact that he denied... Uh, giving into his impulses all before that with all the other like all those other characters. No, and, I know, and, but it... and then decided to like go support Becca even though he wasn't about that. Like, but either way, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like it, it felt like kind of a cliffhanger ending. It wasn't like it, it which really... season four did better. Yeah, and also season four was like the main conflict of the series was Mia. Yeah. And once that's gone, it's kind of like, all right, like, it is really fun. Like, those other seasons, Charlie Hank, carries it. Charlie's Hank and Charlie. Way funnier. Well, and also, you're always seeing, like, David Duchovny in that character. It's always going to be entertaining. Yeah, true, true. But, you like, know, his arcs weren't as fun the last fun. couple of seasons. Because no. the guest characters were not strong, either. Guest characters weren't strong. Uh, Storylines weren't as strong. There were a lot yeah, of it was moments all pretty that weak felt around, And really it, like, flat. lost that grounding in reality. Yeah. No, it got really out there. Like once they once they had um it's not Method Man, but it's one of the dudes from the Wu Tang clan. Yeah, who plays uh Samurai. Like all of that stuff was kind of stupid. And Samurai had like some moments that were pretty funny, but yeah. like the conflict of that season with Callie was And the so and the boy like back boyfriend, like It was just was so stupid. To be young Hank, but he's but he, not but nearly he's not. As, but he's not because Hank's likable. <laughs> Yeah, Hank's, like, really likable. He's, like, super and, fun and charming, and that guy was just kind of a douche. Even in the clips of young Hank, young Hank, like, because they show young Hank in the show, young Hank is very fucking fun to watch. <laughs> he's still the like, he's still that guy. He's still yeah, Hank. No, it's he's it's still not. David Duchovny being, being him. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, no, and then Shameless also, like... Shameless I've only seen a couple episodes of. Weirdly, that was one that everyone told me I would be obsessed with, and I watched, like, the first four episodes, and I was like, it's okay. It gets really... I don't know. I I really like it. But again, William H. Macy carries that show. Like, he's... He's the alcoholic dad, right? Yeah. I mean, I I can tell by watching it. It's like, it's... He's he's the Michael Scott of the show. Like, where Fiona is, like, the heart and soul of it, he's, like the the fun part do you know what i mean that was the thing though when i watched it like it i don't think it did a good job of making me care about anything else other than um the main guy the dad like the dad was awesome all the other characters i was kind of like all right like this is funny but i think my thing is that the reason i like lip the best he's he's awesome the older brother oh yeah he becomes really cool he's awesome my my thing with it is though i think the reason that i couldn't get into shameless is because i've seen the showtime shows so I've seen too many Showtime shows to care. Yeah, they all do the same thing, and then they start recycling um, the same themes just with different yeah. plot lines. Yeah. It's the same character arc every season, and then they kind of, like, reset now. It almost becomes, like, sitcom just very, instead of resetting every episode, it resets, like, every season. The, they, Once they run they out of ideas feel, and the characters stop growing, they don't end the show. They just keep redoing shit, and it's kind of annoying. Yeah, they feel very formulaic. And, I mean, that's well, the thing. Jackie like, actually ended earlier i think than the other ones i think that was like five or six seasons yeah well dude and i think i i think no show it's very rare that a show feels like it ends at the right time and and weirdly breaking bad Bad is one but that one i think they like plan to be five seasons and i don't think showtime ever plans like i think showtime like almost like you said like a sitcom it's like they're gonna ride this thing to the end yeah until it stops getting viewers they're gonna ride it to the end we're like breaking bad I think was meant to be about as long as Breaking Bad was. Yeah. I think it was fully planned. I, it had to be. It was so good. But also, dude, like, other shows kind of end too early, I think. Like, Love on Netflix, I thought the ending was way too abrupt. It's just I like, liked that show a lot. That oh, was it was great. great. It was a great show. And the ending wasn't bad, but it just kind of left me being like, wait, that's it? Yeah. You know what I started watching recently that you would like? Because it is an anti-hero type character that is self-destructive and witty and fun and darkly sardonic and sarcastic and really witty fleabag yeah you texted me about that what is that Dude. dude that main character she's like okay so it's like female hank moody mixed with fiona from like shameless yeah mixed mixed with i don't know like jim halpert she is some of the best camera looks and fourth wall breaks and she it's um phoebe waller bridge is the the name of the actress and she acts and writes the show she also is writing that other show um what the hell is it uh she's writing another show that also just won a bunch of emmys and i'm I'm blanking on what it's called so she's writing two shows and starring in the one too like and she's so good that's wild, like, dude. A magnetic character. You're just like locked in. You're like this. She's, cr- it's crazy, dude. It's so good. I love it. I was like, oh my god, it hooked me immediately. That and Barry right now are like my two favorite shows. Barry is amazing. And now that Sean's not here, we can actually talk about Barry. But so Fleabag was on Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's fantastic. I, I have a thing about. I'm gonna watch it. But my thing Ooh. with Amazon Prime is I never check out any of their shows, other than like All or Nothing. Because it's like, how can you, it's not even much of a, it's not a, it, it's it's basically like hard knocks over a full season. Mm-hmm. 
But like my thing with Amazon Prime shows, there's so many of them that come out. Yeah. Because they're just going for awards. I feel like. like yeah. They're making so many shows that there's no way that people are possibly watching all of these. It's actually surprising, I think, how many people are watching all these things. Really? I, all in their early stages. They're all like one or two seasons in, so everybody mm-hmm. can just binge like that season and then move to the next show. Really? See, I just can't make heads or tails of any of it. There's just so much being put out that, like, yeah, I don't know what to watch crazy. on Amazon Prime. It's it's insane. But also, I mean, like, kind of everyone right now is producing a shit ton of shows. HBO coming up is starting, like, ten new shows. And some of them I'm, like, really excited for. But a lot of them I'm like, wait, who would actually watch this? You never know, man. They surprise you. Yeah. <coughs> like, yeah I would exci- not have expected that I would, like, flee bag. But I saw, like, a trailer for it on, like, an ad or something. It might have been on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Maybe the one time that a YouTube ad has actually worked. Yeah. That I went and watched the show. And it was like, oh, I yeah. like this. Yeah. I was like, this is a cool character. Like, she's, like, badass. She's yeah. got her problems, but she's another, like, kind of, like, I'm like, damn, so cool. Yeah. So cool. She's exactly. an animal, dude. Like I said, she reminds me a lot of, like, Hank Moody. Really? I'll have to check yeah, it like out then. A I'm, lot of, of that. I'm like, looking for a new so show right now. And quick and yeah. and sarcastic and like just badass dude just like does what she wants, like doesn't give a shit. I love it. Yeah. Dude, we should talk a little Barry right now though. Now that Sean's not here, we can actually like get into it. So all right, before we uh cuz this is obviously going to contain spoilers. Warning. Warning spoilers for Barry. No ho Hank. So hold on, let me let me say if you would like to watch Barry without us ruining it, I'm gonna give you a three second count to skip ahead. This conversation will take exactly nine minutes. Three, two, one, tune us out. I was just fucking with them in case we dropped the spoiler at like nine minutes. So <laughs> 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 they flip ahead. <laughs> it's just like oh it's God. just like, oh fuck. Bastards. <laughs> fuck these guys. Yeah. yeah, dude, Barry's just unreal. The the cinematography, the storytelling, the acting, the like all the performances are great. All the characters are interesting. It's so funny. It's I I find it to be kind of hard to watch at times because of how m- uncomfortable it makes me. Which is the point. Certain things are supposed yeah. to make me so uncomfortable. It feels very grounded though because of that. Oh yeah, no, it does feel very grounded. I love that about it. I love how real it feels. It's a ridiculous concept. But that, but it feels very like grounded, and that's why it's so awesome. Well, that's the most amazing thing about it. It's like the most like unbelievable, like most out there concept for like a like real live action like set. Yeah, it's pretty world. funny. And like you just you're so in, you just buy it immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh my it, God, that <clears throat> that the book ending of that that season two finale. Where he walks out of the light in the or out of the darkness in the beginning of the episode. At the end of the so- episode, the end of it, he walks. He he descends back into the darkness. Yeah, dude. I uh, I a, actually didn't even notice that. You told me about that after the fact. Yeah, because they they do the thing afterwards on the on the yeah shows. The inside the show. And they yeah, show I, the scenes again. And I was like, oh my god, that is just so. I love that. Well, and so usually, especially for a season finale, I'll stay and watch. But the way it ended, I was so excited to watch the next episode that I exited out and was like, all right, I'm going to put on episode nine now. Because on my TV, it doesn't do the autoplay for whatever reason. Yeah. 
So like, I exit out. I'm like, all right, episode nine. It's like, oh, season's over. Got to wait a year. And I was just like, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. They leave me there? Yeah. Oh, my God. That show is so good. Dude, I, I would say the thing that they do so well is they create such a great conflict between Barry's mentors and Barry. Yes. Like, you know, the freaking, yeah. like, it, it's actually unbelievable. The way that they, like, have, what's his, uh, more or less his pimp? What is that guy's name? It's, it's Fuchs. Sort of Fuchs. Yes, yeah, so they have the Fuchs relationship where it's, like, Fuchs is almost just clinging on to Barry. Yeah. Right. And it has been a mentor to Barry his whole life. And once Barry kind of tries to leave the nest, Fuchs refuses to let him do it. To yeah, no, it's three men's. I love that episode, that, that one part in the one episode when, when he, he's coming back from war and there's all the people running to their family and Fuchs is standing there all dressed in black with like the red tie or whatever. And he looks like the devil. Yeah. Because he's the, he's the Satan on the left shoulder. And then he's got his acting coach on the right shoulder. But at the the same time, his acting coach is also a freaking narcissist. Well, but also it kind of almost like undoes the mold a little bit at the end of season two. Because it's like it's the devil and angel for a while. And then now it's kind of like, wait, you know, now that um, his acting coach might know that he killed the girlfriend. Yeah. Now it's kind of like... Now his angel's against him. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. <clears throat> and they're so... um, <clears throat> Again, they're not, like, necessarily good people, any of them. No, but none of them are... None of them feel like that. Barry bad. might be the, the most... Like, that's, the interesting thing is Barry, like, while he does bad things, because like, he has that, like, rage that comes out of him. He has, like, that Wolverine-style, like, rage shit. Like yeah, where he goes like berserker mode, but he might also have the strongest. At the same time, he seems to he seems to be the the most caring person <laughs> in the whole show. Like even his act, like Sally, cares so much about herself. Like all the acting people are so selfish and so judgmental and self righteous. And while he's done a lot of terrible things, he seems to be the most like grounded and human of them all of all the characters. Her character's actually amazing, too. Because <coughs> she is, like, what I think Karen from Californication should have been. Because she's incredibly neurotic. Incredibly neurotic. Yeah. Right? But you don't look at her decisions and think, like, Karen felt very one-note. And in, in that I kind of always nervous. knew how she was going to respond. I kind of always knew what was going to happen. But Sally, it's like, there are things where it's like... She's got I a lot can't... more depth to her. Well, and it's also like, I can't believe she fucking said that at, at certain points. It's like, God damn. Yeah. Like, like when, when uh, Barry gets the audition and she just stops and like has her little meltdown. Yeah. Sort of like, it's like, first of all, that's very real. Cause we both definitely know people who it's like other people's success would drive them fucking nuts. Yeah. And it's like. Also people that are kind of that neurotic, that they like have like meltdowns like that in your car. <laughs> Yeah, you probably shouldn't blow up that spot. But yeah, <laughs> more of that neurotic. <clears throat> but yeah, dude, it's freaking like, it's insane. And they just capture that crazy so well. But she's still so likable. She's very likable. She's such a great character. Like, there's so many. You know why? Because you understand it. Yeah. They exactly. make you understand why all these characters do the things that they do. Like, they don't just say, like, like 
like what you said, you brought up Karen. She reacts how most normal people would react. She's not really damaged or messed up in any way. Mm. I actually don't know about that. I think that Karen... It's not even that how normal people She does what the plot are. needs her to do. There's no motivation exactly. behind it. They don't give you any reason yep. to understand her. Whereas Sally, it's like... Oh, there's a reason behind it. You everything. understand it. Like, you're like, shit, that was nuts. I can't believe she did that. But it makes sense for her character because that's how they wrote her. Like, that's how you under... You, you understand her past. You understand, like, her as a character. It's just, she's And it's a great... Dude, that actress, she's she delivers, great. like, a million words a second. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> her rants are, like, crazy. Yeah, dude. But, like, they never feel over the top, either. No. They always feel uh, like... like a... It feels very well-deserved within that world. Yeah. Well, dude, it, yeah. And it's it, it's one of the few shows... And it's something that I think HBO is kind of known for with, like, their their smaller role characters. Um, because Game of Thrones kind of had this a little bit, too. But Barry, I would say, more than any show I've watched, every character feels like a living, breathing person. person. Yeah. Every character. They're all complicated. Yeah, every character. N- nobody feels underwritten in the entire show, top yes. to bottom. Even, even the even, villains! I wasn't even going to say the villains, although the villains are great. Because a lot of shows have good villains. But, dude, even, like, the weird random cameo parts, like the... Not weird, but random cameo parts. So, like, even frickin' the acting coach's estranged son, who you see for about 30 seconds, you see him and you're like, holy shit, like, you get his motivations immediately. Yeah, well, no, but I feel like that... I, I'm not gonna lie, I feel like that dude's performance is not nearly as good as everybody else's. Not nearly as good, but I would say, like... He feels terms- like... He feels like he is kind of sticks out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I was like, the sun feels like a cliche. Like, he sticks out a bit. Like, he it, can't... He is a cliche. But at the same time, it's like... I don't know. Like, I, like, I feel like in terms of... If you relate it to other shows with 30-second characters, like, literally 30 seconds in an entire series, that but, character actually feels I like... I don't think it's because of that character. I think it's because of the it's acting. 100... I, I think it's because of uh, Henry Winkler. Yeah, it's 100% because of the fonts. The Fonz, dude, he's so good. So good. But again, though, it's like... He's the reason that it makes it believable, the way he interacts with that guy. But it's like, yeah, maybe that guy does stick out a little bit, but he doesn't stick out in the way that, like... I'll use Dexter. When Dexter wasn't on the screen, when any of those minor characters said anything, you were sitting there like, what the fuck, what are we doing here? Yeah, get back to the cool stuff. <laughs> like, none of this is believable, none of this matters to Except me. Except for I, jokes. You know, yeah, who they that was that was a great conflict. <laughs> yeah, Dokes' character was sick, but when Dokes' partner, uh, fucking, I don't know, Sassy McGee, the fucking, <laughs> I don't even remember her goddamn name. Sassy McGee. Loretta. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember, dude. I haven't watched that show in like four years. I don't remember either. But anyway, you know who I'm talking right about, right? Yeah. So Dokes' female partner, she becomes the head person, the chief. I guess is what you would call them. Yeah. And she fucking sucked. Yeah. She's she, the worst. I couldn't stand her. And not even in like a, like a Joffrey, like you want her to die because she's so like... No, just kind of like, oh, God, she's like kind a, of annoying, boring. Annoying, boring, kind of like adds conflict where I feel like there shouldn't be any. Yeah. It's kind of like... Again, another one of those characters that do what the script needs them to do. Yeah. Uh, what was the term you used to use? MacGuffins. Which a good show, yeah. a good well, no, show. Often is an object that the plot revolves around. Okay, so is there a word for that for characters then? 
Um, one dimensional. <laughs> well, a, a good show wouldn't have any. Flat, of that. They're flat characters. Flat characters, yeah. A good show wouldn't have those. Barry doesn't have flat characters. The flattest no. character is the son. He's there for 30 seconds. And, like, in the grand scheme of things, he's not that flat. I don't know. He doesn't really mean anything to he the doesn't, show. I think he it's more of a, a, a device for the for the Fonz and for Henry Winkler to play off of. Um, I mean, he, he I does, think, but it's like... Dude, one of the best characters. My, you know who I'm going to say, my favorite, my boy. No-ho no Hank. No-ho Hank, dude. That's no, my boy. No-ho Hank steals the goddamn show in every scene. He's like the most complex, like, pseudo-villain. No-ho Hank, when they're burning down the bus... And, he, and he's like, I am not super villain. I know I give off mean hard exterior, but I'm 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 actually a nice guy. <laughs> I'm, very nice guy. I'm very polite. Like, <laughs> yeah. But dude, how about Barry when he fucking kills all of those guys he trained, and like that look he gives to the one at the end where it's like the right guy like he descends back into the darkness. Yeah, because the guy freaking like looks up, sees Barry, he doesn't want to shoot him, and Barry kills him. And then Barry, Barry gives him one more look and it's just like, fuck. Dude, that was heartbreaking. Well, that's the thing. is like Barry really can't. And I, Barry knows this. Barry can't have real relationships regardless yeah. of how much he wants them. And that's like why the concept for the show is so great. It's like he's finally entering the real world in this acting thing. And I know it's a really weird section of the real world, but it is a real world with connections. And yeah. like even with the even with the Chechens for his job, he has to leave his humanity behind. But for his acting, it needs he has to be to front channel and center. Humanity. Yeah, so, so they kind of like, kill each other. Yeah, and it's like at the end of the day, all he wants is to feel that sense of humanity, which is why he's driven to the acting. Yeah, and it's like he can't really have that, and he can't have those connections, those human connections that he kind of learns on stage. He learns. Yeah, he learns how to be a person again through his acting. Yeah, and when he tries it's to like do it, he's his rebuilding thing. his personality and his emotions. Yeah, but again, when he tries to translate that into the real world, he can't, and it's pretty in, like super tragic. interesting for yeah, it's tragic. It's also it's super interesting and yeah, for a comedy. <laughs> yeah. This is a comedy we're well, talking it's a black about. Comedy, dude. Like, there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of drama, and again, with with all of the Showtime shows to bring it full circle that we were talking about that feel very formulaic. It's like it's an anti-hero. It's a dark show, but nothing about it fits any mold. Which is what yeah, I love. I'm interested to see what they do with it in season three. I want to come back from that. I don't know, but I mean, fuck. I am excited. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That was a lot. That was a lot we just went on there. It's a bit of a tear. Yeah, well, I mean, we've been freaking teasing this Barry talk for six episodes now, and this is episode seven. Yeah, no, that that was the thing. I remember I said that. The thing that struck me the most about the show is that there's no boring characters. No, there really aren't. <laughs> the most boring one is on the screen for 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that. that's how you know you were doing it fucking right. Yeah. Your most boring character has the least amount of screen time. Yep. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's freaking amazing. Yeah. But yeah. Excuse me. <sighs> that was exhausting. I got so excited for a bit. 
I feel like winded. I was like, yeah, yeah Barry. Yeah. <laughs> Man, dude, it, it, it's freaking amazing. I was talking to uh, I was talking to Emma a minute ago, and you know what I think is kind of interesting? I think that like ninety five percent of the entertainment that I consume is like some level of satire. Yeah. I actually like when you think about it, it's like I actually think that I really am like fixated on that genre. Even like dude, even music. Like I would say the musician I listen to more than anybody is Warren Zevon. Yeah. That's Warren Zevon is up. sarcastic as hell. Yeah. I lay my head on the railroad tracks and wait for the double E. The railroads don't run no more. Poor, poor, pitiful me. That's like one of my favorite lines in any of his songs. It cracks me up. It's so dark and so funny. It's so great. It, and it's like, he's somebody that like, I do and don't understand why he's not more popular. Like in a certain sense, it's like, I feel <coughs> like when you're this like different and he's very different he gave zero fucks he came came in a time he came in the late 70s and then things kind of transitioned back in the 80s with like the more pop stuff and his stuff is not pop he is not pop he would have fit in in like the earlier 70s like the mid 70s probably well and i rock stuff even then though i don't know if there really is an era that warns yvonne fits because like he doesn't really sound like anybody else like yeah. he kind of does in certain very ways. Classical oriented, like music mixed with rock and roll. Yeah, it, it's very unique. You know a Warren Zevon song the second it starts to play. Yeah, my dad yeah. said that the one time. Um, I showed him because like, he doesn't really listen to him, but I showed him some stuff, and he like I could put on a song by Warren Zevon that he's never heard before, and by the first like the intro, he'll be like, "Is this War? Is this Warren Zevon?" I'd be like, "Yeah," and he'd be like, "I can t- I could tell from the first like two notes." Yeah, dude. It, it's it's inc- got a classical element to it, like all of it. Like his music's also very complex. Yeah, the way it all strings together, and it's really funny because, like, yeah, you brought up how everything got poppy in the '80s, but it's like the one song of his that people know is the one like poppy song of his, which is Werewolves. Yeah, it's Werewolves. Yeah, of course. You know the which, story with which Werewolves, is his, right? But, but it's, it's that song's not nearly as dark as a lot of his stuff, but it's still that sarcastic, like goofy, very sarcastic. yeah, like tongue in cheek. Well, the thing with Werewolves, do you know the story behind it? No. Of, like, him writing it? It started as a joke. So Werewolves of London started as a joke between him and his friends of, I bet I can write a song with only three chords. Oh, right. Yeah, because it's that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. That's three chords, and it's the whole it's the whole song. And yeah. it, was an in, it was an inside joke of, like, him ripping on pop songs and, like, popular pop. music. Yeah, how it's, like, it's all just, like, fucking this. with all three chords, like, exactly. in the- like that, was his, that was his joke it was like i'm just gonna write a song that like it's just repetitive as hell yeah, and then making, it's just he was like, making fun of punk music could you imagine like how fucking shitty that must have felt for him the song that like leaps and bounds in popularity above everybody knows werewolves of london nobody knows it's by warren zevon yeah like i say warren zevon people are like who oh, i go werewolves of london they go oh oh yeah that guy hey he made he has an album? I'm like, yeah, he has like eight of them. Oh. No way. Yeah. No way. But can you imagine that? It's like the song you wrote as a joke between you and your friends, like making fun of popular music became your popular song. Well, dude, it happened with my short film. I pitched that as like, this is a ridiculous concept, but the sandwich thing. Because it yeah. was something that happened to me at Wawa that day, and I was so upset about it that I went in and changed my pitch to that rather than the pitch that I had actually 
worked up for class. Yeah. So I went in to pitch that because I was so just like pissed off. And it's just stupid, ridiculous little concept that that became my best idea. Yeah. <laughs> it was so dumb. I was just angry. They forgot the sauce of my chicken parmesan sandwich. Yeah, dude. Really dumb. Yeah. But it's fun. But yeah. I, I, I mean, the most personal dumb thing is that, you know, people latch onto. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, Warren's career is super interesting, though, just in that, yeah. like... Dude, he basically, like, called his own death. It's kind of weird. Yeah, he did. So I wasn't even going to go into that, but we could start with that talk of Warren Zevon. So Warren Zevon, for those of you who don't know, because I'm assuming that none of you listen to no, Warren Zevon. Zero. Like, the, that is a cult that, like, you and I are, like, really only really in. I feel like I feel like it goes hand in hand with, like, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Except that, like, I don't even know if you're as far indoctrinated into Warren Zevon as I am. Uh, no, I'm not. You're, like... I showed like, up to you, and you became, like, a... I was immediately... But, like, you addict. knew I was going to be an addict. Yeah, that's what we call ourselves, the Warren Zevon addicts, actually. <laughs> what do you mean, we? Who, how, is there a club that you started? I'm so confused. It's, it, it, I'm the only member. I'm waiting for more people to join. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take off. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, dude... Didn't, didn't hand out enough pamphlets. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It's tough. But yeah, dude, like, until you start listening to the Mutineer, I, Transverse City also, which is objectively a bad album. Yeah. It's a lot of goddamn sense when you're high. <laughs> it's like watching the Terminator, but listening to, well, but instead you're listening to music. <laughs> until it gets into the good songs. The last three songs on there are, like, actually really good songs. Wait, so it's listening to, like, Terminator what? Yeah, you feel like you're watching The Terminator, but you're just listening to an album. The Terminator is a good movie. Yeah, no, I, I'm saying I'm saying when you're high, <laughs> it sounds really good. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why Terminator? How does that make sense? I'm so confused. Have you listened to Transverse City? No, I don't think I have. I think you'll I think you'll know what I mean. Go ahead and play the first song. You won't be able to listen to it all the way through. But... Just tell me, like I don't understand. Don't you what? Well, it's just very dystopian and, like, about, like, technology taking over the world until it gets oh. to the last three songs. It's, oh. like, yeah, like, the whole thing. And then the last three songs feel, like, very Warren Zevon again. Like, they're all very... Everything Warren Zevon is distinctly Warren Zevon. Uh, but it's very synthesized and, like, very 80s. It's Ooh. super dystopian. Um, and then, like, it's weird, though, because then you get to track six through nine... And it's like Splendid Isolation comes on, and it's Warren Zevon with a harmonica and a an acoustic guitar. Mm. And it's no, that's awesome. Good stuff. That's a great song. <coughs> I like his folk roots and his like folk and rock roots. Those are his best songs. Yeah. And I think that he experiments, but pretty much every album has some of those songs. So Transfer yeah. City, the last three songs are kind of like that. So Networking's kind of like that. Splendid Isolation's kind of like that. And even though Nobody's in Love this year is synthesized, it's just a really, it's like a more sarcastic Zivon in that, like, it's talking about love in terms of, like, financial analysts and, like, risk-taking and, like, how they would look at something. Yeah, know? no, I know that song. I've listened to that one. Yeah. I so think again, uh, my, my favorite albums by him, though, are definitely The Wind, of course. Yeah, um, I, 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 have, I have, I've cried while listening to The Wind. His, his first self-titled album, Excitable Boy. And Bad Luck Streak and Dancing School. Those are my favorites. Those are the ones that I like. Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, th- those are the best ones. I mean, <laughs> those, are really, like, those are like those I mean, are but those, those are like just non-controversial takes. Yeah, no, like, they're not at all. I'm not. I'm not trying to be controversial. Those no, are we, the ones, they're great. If we want to get into our battle royale, which is a show, which is a segment of the show that I wanted to get into, I just didn't know what to battle royale. We can battle royale like bottom four of Warren Zevon's uh, tra- uh, albums. So what that includes is the Mutineer. Transverse City, which if those are hard ones to argue. <laughs> those are deep cuts. Uh, Sentimental Hygiene, My Rides Here, Life Will Kill Ya, which actually, I'm going to put Life Will Kill Ya in my top four. I think Life Will Kill Ya, I don't know where. I, it's really hard to, because the top three for me easily is Excitable Boy, The Wind, and the self-titled album. Yeah. General, uh, yeah. Those are really hard to, that's it. Those are the top three. Yeah. That fourth spot. Every- like every song on those is good. Fourth spot though, I'm gonna put Life Will Kill You above Bad Luck Streak and Dancing School. Oh really? Well, here's the thing. It's very apples and oranges, right? Bad Luck Streak and Dancing School is not nearly as depressing. And Bad Luck Streak and Dancing School is depressing. It's about being an alcoholic and lonely. Yeah, but it's kind of fun at the same time. Yeah, it's it's a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, like the lyrics are tough, but it's pretty funny in delivery. Oh yeah, no, it is, and like like it, he delivers the the bad news in such a, a sarcastic, funny way. <laughs> well, and it also has songs that are so classic Warren Zevon in that like it's happy music and melodies with dark lyrics. Yeah, it's that just that he loves. Yeah, he loves that, and it's it's why I love him. It's so amazing when he does that. It cracks me up. But there's something about Life Will Kill You that's just so real. Yeah. You know? Like, Life Will Kill You, like, fucking cuts through all the bullshit. Yeah. You know? And there there's songs where it's just like, you know, you listen to it. Like, some of my favorite songs, they're all, like, sad, slow songs. You know, it's a really in-my-feels kind of album. Yeah. You know? Um, but, like, you know, songs like Back in the High Life Again or fucking... That's a cover of a... Um, Is it really? That's a cover uh, by, by um. I didn't know that. Uh, what's his name? Hold on, give me a second. He's uh, he's the guy that sings uh. Shit, what am I blanking? Um. But anyway. Fuck. It's uh. He's he was like a the kid prodigy. Kid prodigy. Yeah, he was like a he was like a prodigy. He was like in a band a group growing up. He was like sixteen when he like got into his first rock band. Um, I'll, I'll look it up. Steve, but anyway, Steve Winwood. Steve oh, Winwood. That's a Steve Winwood. Yeah, Steve Winwood, dude. It kind of sounds. Yeah, that kind of sounds like it would be a Steve Winwood. Steve Winwood's version, like the original version, is really good. Yeah, I do love that Zevon cover. Um, but it, but really anyway, beat though, like it's like Zevon makes it really dark and depressing to like kind of match his tone. Yeah. I think it, and it, the lyrics really work with Zevon's tone, but uh, Steve Winwood's is great, too. I mean, he's awesome. I mean, Dear Mr. Fantasy, come on now. Yeah. Well, dude, but, I mean, other songs on there, too, though, like Fistful of Rain, which mm-hmm. is not as serious as the other songs. I Was in the House When the House Burnt Down. Oh, I, I love, love that, that one. Yeah, dude. If I were ever to get oh. a tattoo, that would be the tattoo I would get. And I, d- I don't think great, I'd ever get a that's tattoo. That's a great song. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I had the shit till it all got smoked. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fucking album. So yeah, but I would say the 
the songs outside of our top four, because our top fours aren't even the same. Yeah. The songs outside of those, I mean, I'll, I'll even take Life Will Kill You out of there. I mean, that would be a battle royale for the ages between mm. Life Will Kill You. Maybe not a battle royale of something that people would actually know. Yeah, this is a pretty hipster battle royale. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Tell you what, we'll give you homework, and then we'll do that battle royale. <laughs> next, next time that Sean's busy. So everybody go and listen to every Warren Zevon song ever released. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> brutal. Yeah, I mean, I can give you listeners out there. If you want to know the deepest track of deepest tracks, go ahead and listen to Something Bad Happened to a Clown. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, just most songs off of the Mutineer. I like uh, uh, things to do in Denver when you're dead. When you're dead. Yeah, that's not that's not much of a deep track, but great song. No, I that's just kind, love that song. It's kind of deep. Gorilla, you're a desperado. Another great one. Oh, uh, what was the um, "Never Too Late for Love"? Never too late for love. Off the Envoy hits me in the fucking feels, dude. There that are a couple is, Warren Zevon songs. This song is heavy, man. That song is so sad. I think I've felt more emotions while listening to Warren Zevon than anywhere else in my regular life. There's something <laughs> yeah. about him that just like really connects with you as a person. Yeah, no, he uh. Uh, again, it's it's very like real. It's very personal stuff, and that's why it resonates. I think because of how personal it is, and his delivery of it is so unique to him. Like he says it like ah, it's whatever. You know what I mean, his delivery he, of it is so carefree, which kind well, of yeah. There's nothing self indulgent about him. He never he never at any point feels self indulgent, even yeah. when he's singing about he's gonna die in six months. He's making and uh, what is he singing to you? Jokes like making fun of himself. But not even that. It's like, dude, the song that's basically about like the song that is his goodbye to the world. Keep me in your heart. Keep me in your heart for a while. What does he tell you to do? Maybe when you're doing simple things around the house, keep me in your heart for a while. It's not self indulgent. It's not like maybe you'll think of me and smile. (laughs) Oh god. It's not like, dude, like I'm gonna die and I'm going. Yo, it's not like death is like this daunting thing in this album it's just like hey enjoy every sandwich and that's just warren you know yeah. warren is just like you know it's it's the little things zombie land yeah enjoy the little things rule number like what is it 37 or some shit <laughs> yeah i just watched that the other day so Did you? for the first time no okay yeah i, I mean that's a great it, i saw it in theaters when it came out but i don't understand how it's taken so long to make a sequel to that that might be my favorite zombie film I've ever seen. They're making a sequel? I didn't I know that. I think so, yeah. I just don't know why it took so long. That movie was freaking hilarious. And has it, it's and it's another one of those comedies that's like a dark... It's comedy, but it's dark, and it also has a lot of heart. It's about family. Yeah, it is. Great movie. Yeah. Characters are all freaking hilarious. Every single one of them is awesome. Their relationships together is awesome. Woody Harrelson as Tallahassee is just iconic. Yeah. Well, and I think that I, it's weird because everything in this episode actually really came together, which is about like these things that we really enjoy kind of can't be defined by genre. It's like because it, it, Zombieland kind of fits in a lot of genre, genres, too. It's horror. It's action. It's comedy. Yeah, it's a horror action comedy e- with zombies, which is zombies are their own genre. Even has a little drama in there. Yeah. And yeah. romance. And romance. Warren Zevon. What the fuck do you even call that guy? <laughs> classical, like classical music meets rock meets folk meets satire. Bob Dylan if he did stand up. Yeah. Bob, Bob Dylan if he did stand up. But also like 
tried to sing instead of talk sing. <laughs> and well, they, were classically... they were they were friends too. They were. Well, and that's the thing about Zevon is that he, he was so respected by everybody else in the music industry, even though he wasn't popular amongst uh, you know, the mainstream, but everybody else respected the shit out of him. What was the phrase that I think it was Springsteen who said it? He's the songwriter, songwriter. Zevon's the songwriter, songwriter. Yeah, I think it, yeah, probably some, Bruce. It was something along those lines. Um, but yeah, it's like he was huge with the, the music community loved him, and that's why if you look at like who appears on the wind, it's like Don Henley. The wind, any of his albums, any of them, but the wind, every single person, because like every album had a couple Dude, names. Bruce, so you're like, I, I heard a story about Bruce skipping his. Chris, his family Christmas dinner to fly out to LA to or, record that. Yeah. Well, because Bruce is the background, because Warren had like it was dying of lung cancer. Yeah. So a lot of the the notes that are being hit are the people who loved Warren coming on yeah. and helping him finish this. So like yeah. Bruce is a lot of those. Yep. Yeah. I mean, dude, he told dude that's how good a guy Springsteen is. Though. He skipped his like family Christmas dinner to go out and finish that album with, with Warren. Yeah, well, I mean, it says how good like, a guy. I think I forget who it was called him. It was like it might have been like Warren's like producer agent or someone called Bruce and was like, "Yo, man, like he's not he doesn't have much longer." Dude, he was like hopped on a plane and went right out. He was so beloved. I mean, dude, I honestly think it's one of the reasons that he worked with like all Fleetwood Mac, Tom Petty, like not even that Jeff though, Lynn, dude. like so many people. He had a lot of friends outside of music though too. He was Hunter, Hunter Thompson and him were best friends. Yeah, those two were best friends, and the I I honestly think they were probably terrible for each other. Enablers. Well, I actually didn't know this until pretty recently. Warren actually got completely sober by like nineteen mid mid eighties. Yeah, well, he was yeah. Like he and well maintained it until the rest of his life until the very end. Yeah. Um, you know, because the wind right around when the wind was coming out, he got really really drunk, which actually like. Probably hurt his. I mean, he was probably gonna die anyway. Yes, but it, but it, but it did hurt. He didn't care. Well, actually, he was like really upset about it because it was like, yeah, because people, well, because a lot of people who were around him, like at this stage, like didn't know the excitable boy because it had been so long since he was like, you know, blackout drunk on stage, like being like the fucking animal. Yeah, you know, that is like people wanted to see the excitable boy, and it's like, you know, Warren had kind of made a point to put that behind him. So it actually yeah. kind of upset him. He was actually really upset that he drank. Which, respectable, because, like... Yeah, it's admirable. You know, at, at the same time, it's like, when you live like Warren Zevon, if you don't go sober by age, like, 35, you're gonna die. Unless you're Keith Richards. Yeah, I don't understand how that man is alive. <laughs> <laughs> the story of him getting arrested in Canada with it's a amazing. of heroin. Yeah. <laughs> Enough that they charged him with trafficking. Yeah. It was for him. Yeah. And the fact that Canada could only keep him jailed for six hours. So great. Because they rioted. The the country almost, like, unfolded. Unbelievable. They don't release Keith Richards. I don't think Canada exists today. <laughs> like, they burned down that country to get him out. Yeah. So yeah, I don't and wild. I don't think we'll ever have stars in our lifetime like that. And I think it's because there are too many famous people. Everybody's famous these days. Everybody's famous. 
Yeah, it's like everybody's famous in their circle. Yeah. Like, I don't think... I would say the closest thing to that would maybe be, like, kind of Greta Van Fleet's fame. They're pretty fa- damn famous. But even them... Dude, no, no, they no. Are that's like not like 10%. the same thing. That's not like a, a national, like... No, that's what I was going to say. They're not like, like the Beatles. Oh, no, we're not. No, we're close. They're like a 10%. Well, you know what? I saw an interesting thing about the other day. Uh, when you think about how crazy people went over the Beatles and the Stones and... and TV wasn't a thing like media. Like, so music was like the thing. So if you were big in music, you were big in everything, in every aspect of everything. Like they ran it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Television and internet and all wasn't around. So it's like they're big in music. Music is kind of everything in terms of entertainment, music and Hollywood. You know what I mean? So I mean that, that makes sense because like even like the bands that became huge and there are bands that were like Nirvana's huge. They were not the Beatles, you know, no. because it's like there was TV and there, at that point there was yeah, the, no, the grunge thing actually was like a lot smaller. I think like, yeah, it changed music, but in terms of like the popularity during the nineties, it was not the most popular genre at all. It was like, it yeah. didn't even come close to the album sales of like, uh, a lot of the female singers were huge back then in country became big in the 90s so you like Alanis Morissette I think it was Jagged Little Pill was the highest selling selling album of the 90s I think I knew that yeah but dude I I would actually say your your point's actually really right and it's like you can almost see the development of it too where it's like you said like music was it right like everything yeah, was then, on record and then there's right? a reason they had to get on MTV to have a hit and then the, almost, the quality of the music wasn't even that good it was how good your music video was well that but it also like it, it's almost spiraled from there because it's like well even in the 80s and 90s it's like all there was was TV and music, right? And mm-hmm. like now it's like, dude, internet, there's so dude. much content on the internet. It's, it's like, oh, fucking... that person's YouTube famous. Like they have a specific type of famous now. Dude, there's YouTube famous. There's Twitch streamer famous. There's fucking video game famous. There's... I feel like an old goddamn man. I don't fucking there's get There's Instagram injured. famous. There's Instagram famous. Yeah, no, I feel old too. Like I'm like, I can't keep up with this stuff. I don't know what the hell any of this is. Why the fuck is this dude who's standing on stage on New Year's Eve, flossing in front of people while everyone stares at him awkwardly? Why is that guy a celebrity? I saw his t- I saw his poster in Target when we were all at Target yesterday buying Can poster? Jam. I saw it when we were buying Can Jam. So two days ago, the first poster on the poster wall, like when you flip through the things, the very first one was a ninja poster. I know. We're fucking old men. It's insane. Yikes! That's really dis- that's really like disheartening. Yeah. Or I'm not sure how I feel about that. Do you know how many people watch freaking Let's Plays where it's like? Oh, Sean loves those things. Yeah, and some of them are funny. Well, the, the ones that Sean Sean really is into. Um, because I know Sean's They're really into Rooster guys, movies. and they have entertainment value because it's like they're not really trying to be good at the game. They're trying to be funny. Yeah, they're yeah. hilarious, dude. So, like, if you're using it as a platform to be funny, that makes it, like, I get that. There's entertainment value to it. You have fun with the games. But, dude, that's not even the people I'm talking about. The people I'm talking about are, there's so many people, because how the professional gaming world works is you're a streamer, and Mm. people watch you stream and talk into the thing, right? Mm. And then they watch you at the tournaments of the esports. So you're almost like your own brand at that point, right? So there are, like, yes, there are video game teams. It'll probably be, like, skateboarding. 
I remember how skateboarding, like, BMX and shit was, like, a thing in the, like, 90s and early 2000s, and then, like, the X Games and stuff, and then it kind of just, like, died. I feel like that's going to be eSports. No, because, dude, the, the take you're giving would have made sense, like, five years ago, but, dude, right now, I, you, you got to go on Netflix and watch The Explained for eSports. Yeah. In Europe, they're selling 100,000-person stadiums are selling out to watch people play video games. At the Luxor in Las Vegas, they just built like a ninety thousand person stadium for esports. What? And that thing sells out, dude. My brother watches esports. Oh god. Cameron, Cameron watches the, the whatever the Fortnite summer event is. God Cameron. damn it, Cameron. I know. It's, it's, I had so much respect for you, man. What the hell? Between that and him calling his friends his bannerman, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's, really it's really no falling. It's really falling off. It's really falling off. Please tell me no one refers to him as my liege. Please. They all do. <laughs> oh God, you're kidding. They all do. Does he does he have like a a, a a chalice of ale while he's sitting there like streaming like with his Cheetos? He's got a instead of like a shrimp on the rim, he's got a Cheeto on the rim and his chalice filled with Mountain Dew. I don't know. I'd really love to see him rolling around in like one of those like red capes with the white like the white, white and black fuzzy. Like, fuzzy thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's like he needs a chalice filled with code red Mountain Dew and Cheetos on the rim instead of like shrimp. He's, my 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 bannerman. Yeah. My, <laughs> my like, people. Like we're, uh, you know, I wanted to go out the one time. He's like, let me call the bannerman and see what they're doing. I'm like, the bannerman. <laughs> Was he saying it sarcastically, or was he, like, dead serious? It's definitely, like, kind of a joke, because there's yeah. no way you're that serious about that. Like, you've met my brother. He's not playing... Yeah, no, he's, he's too cool to be that serious about that. Yeah, yeah too... but he's not fully sarcastic. It's definitely not fully sarcastic. It's he's definitely not weird being... than him taking it very seriously. It's not like me telling Kyle I hate him, like, so much, and co- saying all these bad things about Kyle. Like, those are completely sarcastic. Yeah. You know, it's somewhere in between. It's kind of like... It's rooted in some fact, in some true feelings that he has. Like, it's definitely rooted in, like, something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which, again, to go back to that, objectively hilarious that your dad thinks, I hate Kyle. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I told him when when I was like, yeah, Kyle, I know what you're about, you snake. Your dad's like, Kyle's a great guy. I've known him forever. I go, yeah, that's what he wants you to think. <laughs> yeah, like, that's very dad, clearly. Every, everybody's laughing. Your dad just stares at me and goes, I'd, I'd punch you in the face if I were him. And I was like, I, I kind of bet you would, but he yeah. won't. I was like, I know he won't. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, up. Take a joke. Yeah, it's like, dude, I've been hanging out with Kyle for like six years now. <laughs> like, you, you'd think of six years of this, we probably would have stopped hanging out together if we genuinely didn't like each other. Probably would have never hung out, like, to begin with. Yeah, it's also like, who was I hanging out the majority of that barbecue with? Kyle. Uh, you were busy talking to family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Even you wrap this thing up? Yeah, we probably should. All right. Well, that was a good conversation. I think that was the most, like, full circle of a podcast we ever did. Like, really, the whole thing was, like, about breaking down the walls of genre. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Weird Uh, weird how, without a formal outline, everything seemed to connect that way. Yeah. Well, we had a lot to talk about this week. 
We did. Well, again, and I think that's where we won't have to do as much prep work. Down well, Sean and I talked about this for a while. We are like, why are we doing two shows a week? Our lives aren't interesting enough. Well, I actually think the episodes were interesting, but I think that the thing that I thought... But they don't feel as authentic. No, they don't, because we needed to come up with topics. Well, and the other thing, too, is that I feel like we were going to get burnt out. Yeah. That's more what I was worried. That's why, because I was thinking the one a week thing, too. I yeah. didn't bring it up, because I didn't want to be the first one to bring it up, you know? Yeah. Because I didn't want it to be like, I didn't want you guys to think like I wasn't like on board for this thing. Oh, you know? no, I knew you were on board. Yeah, well, because I'm the one doing all the freaking work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we didn't have that question in our mind about you, dude. Yeah. But anyway, like, yeah, freaking, I, I 100% agree. Also, I really hope my audio is coming through my actual microphone and not these shitty headphones that Emma. I think so. I think so, because it sounds good to me. Okay. Actually, you know what? No, these aren't Emma's headphones. Emma, like, she's one of those people who went abroad in college, you know, and like, like, feels the need to insert it, insert it. So, like, she tells me, like, hey, those are a nice pair of headphones. Don't lose them. I'm like, okay, I won't. She goes, yeah, they're like 30 pounds. So I'm like, oh, cool. You studied abroad? Oh, really? You never talk about it. <laughs> That's funny. Charlotte <laughs> studied abroad, too. She studied in London. Really? Does she, she doesn't really talk about it, though, that much. No, she doesn't put things in terms of pounds. No, that's really that's a that's a that's a flex, dude. She that's flexed a, on you hard. Well, she does this Hold thing. On, why didn't you bring this up on the show? This is hilarious. We're Wait, still she, recording the show. We didn't we didn't sign off. This is the show. Oh shit! So we're just name dropping shit. Cut yeah, off part. Just, I thought we were done. I'll just bleep Charlotte. I'll be I'll believe it. No, no, no! Don't even, don't even bring that part up. No, but the thing about the headphones, the thirty pounds—that's a hard flex. It's a hard. Well, Emma does this thing where she tries to alpha me, which is very hard because I she told. Tries her to, is she's a one-upsman. She does try to one-up me. She stopped it recently because I think she's genuinely realized like I don't care because she wanted to see because like she wanted to see how little fucks I actually give. Well, she's or like that's like she's a, just trying to validate herself to you. She's a one-upsman. No, because she, she's dropped it entirely once she got, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sorry. But at first, she's anyway. trying to validate herself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'd probably. Yeah, you might be right. But, yeah, she tried to alpha me for a while, and then she just realized, oh, it's, like, impossible. Oh, yeah, because you're so alpha. Ugh. No, it's not that. It's because I don't care. So whenever she, like, tries to alpha me, I go, okay, cool. Humble brag. Humble brag. Dude, I love using that term yeah. now. I use that so much. It's so funny because everybody just goes, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I'm like, oh, sweet, sweet humble brag, bro. And they'll be like. Yeah. But I also just get it with her all the time because she's, like, super into counting percentages of alcohol and beer. So I'm like, okay. Ew. Cool. Yeah, she's like, she's like, yeah, I was drinking a couple 10 percenters. So I'm like. Humble brag, beers are chill. <laughs> beers are chill. <laughs> also, dude, congrats on the girlfriend, dude. Oh, thank you, thank you. Did we mention the fact that I have a girlfriend? Congrats on the, congrats on the girlfriend, dude. Yeah, but anyway, we should wrap up there before I say anything too fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Yeah, I didn't know you were gonna keep continue this. I thought we were just talking. We sign, we sign off <laughs> every time. Maybe it's because Sean hasn't tried to shoot you with something. Yeah, that's he hasn't tried to shoot me. Yeah. All right, well, anyway, uh, for all of us here at Drawing a Blank, uh, which is just the two of us, um, have a good night. Yeah, me and, you know, your, your two co-hosts, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's more like, so if you ever watch, like, so here, here you, you know, this is kind of a specific reference, but have you ever watched The Herd with Colin Coward? 
No. Okay, well, that's like his show, right, where he's the host, and then he just sort of has this chick that moderates. Am I the, the, the chick you, that yes, moderates? Yes, the chick that moderates. You're the oh, chick that I... keeps us on course. <laughs> mm, okay, well, then in that case... You've kind of... Well, that's an upgrade from intern. You got promoted tonight. Good job. Moderator. <laughs> moderator. 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 All right. All right. I'm cool with that for now. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Moderator. Not bad. Not too shabby. Hey, mom, yeah. look at me. Moderator. That's on a paid... Po- on a podcast that makes no money. That's a paid position in other shows. <laughs> <laughs> don't right. don't don't go on Glassdoor and compare salaries <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway all right have a good night edward later